Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello. Welcome to Horse Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. And I'm Mindy. And this is our very first quarantine episode. We had a bunch of episodes that we had recorded, and this is our first time that we're recording from our homes. We ran out of episodes and had to figure something out. So, Sharon, um, don't tell them we yeah. ran out of episodes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's be honest, we did. <laughs> We did. We, we we always like to have kind of uh, a few episodes, you know, in the... Um, in the bank. Call it? Yep. Thank you. <laughs> a few episodes in the bank so that we're not recording and editing in one weekend. Uh, but yeah, we, we ran out of that and then the world went crazy and now we're both stuck in our houses. So Spencer and I are... In our condo, Minnie's in her apartment. If this sounds like shit, we apologize. But it shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't sound like shit. <laughs> I sound like shit. <laughs> Sorry. This is just going to be a hodgepodge episode. We are going to be talking about what we've been doing since we've been quarantined, um, what we've been watching, some of the movies and TV shows. And Mindy, do you have anything, um, any fun surprises that you're going to add? Maybe. Before we get started, <laughs> maybe and, no, that's, and all right. that, that's all I have to offer. It's just that. Sorry. Mindy's not giving any spoilers away. She's saving it. Just keep keep going. Just keep talking. We don't know what we're doing. We're, we're winging it. Totally winging it today. Just um, like life. Most mostly winging it. Um, I did want to mention something um, on a little more serious note. I We don't usually talk about what we do for a living, but believe it or not, I am actually a nurse. <laughs> and this is the first time that I've mentioned that, but I wanted to say that because there's been a lot of changes going on in the world since COVID came out. And I think now with the the government telling us that we should all wear masks, as a nurse, I just feel like it's my responsibility to say that just because you're wearing a mask does not necessarily mean you are going to be safe. And this can create a false sense of security for some people. So I just kind of wanted to go over the do's and the don'ts of why they're saying we should wear masks now, why um, before they were saying we shouldn't, because obviously we're learning new information about this virus every single day from doctors and scientists and my family has been asking me a lot of questions about the purpose of wearing masks now. So um, I did a little research. Um, I've been paying attention since the very beginning, um, being in the healthcare world, because I need to know what's going on. But this information comes from NPR and also Time Magazine. Basically, the argument for why they're telling everyone that they should wear face masks now is based on what scientists have learned about the virus since they started studying it. We now know that up to 25% of people who become infected with COVID-19 are asymptomatic, meaning they show no symptoms at all or maybe only mild symptoms. What this means is that there's no good way to know who's infected and who's not infected. So... If you're going out in public, you need to be responsible because you can be carrying the virus and inadvertently shedding the virus 
every time you talk with someone such as your grocery store clerk or your friend on the street. And if asymptomatic people start wearing face masks, then it could be helpful to reduce the transmission in the community. But if you are if you are going to wear a mask, you need to know the proper way to wear a mask. And a lot of people are making homemade masks now and they may not be effective if they're not constructed and handled properly. You can go online and you can do a Google search on the proper materials to make these masks. I'm not going to get into all that information now, but if you don't wear a mask properly or if it doesn't fit properly, it's going to be less effective or ineffective. Uh, One of the main things is that you have to discard the mask if it gets damped or moist. Uh, Damped, damp or moist, (laughs) even condensation from just breathing can make the mask damp. And dampness, as we all know, is a breeding ground for pathogens. So if you have a homemade mask, make sure you wash it often. Otherwise, if it's a disposable mask, like a surgical mask, you need to throw that away after you use it. You cannot be reusing it, which brings me to my next point about surgical masks. Surgical masks don't actually filter or block very small particles in the air transmitted by coughs or sneezes. So they'll protect you to a point, but you you need to be aware that if you're wearing this, this is not the same as an N95 mask, which blocks uh, 95% of all the particles in the air, including very small particles, not all of them, but most of them. So you need to do your own research, basically, is what I'm saying. And Mindy, did you have a point? that you want to make? Um, I actually have a question. Um, You mentioned uh, making your own mask, or obviously there's the ones you can buy if you can find them Mm -hmm. right now. Is one more effective than the other, like the store-bought ones, or if I just make a homemade one and do it correctly, is that good enough? What would you suggest? If you can even find masks in the store right now, um, they're saying basically the the tighter woven the fabric, so a higher thread count, cotton mask, If you're making your own, it should be at least like double folded and you should probably put something in the middle like they were suggesting flannel or batting material. The more layers, the better, I guess. Because it has more stuff to go through. Yeah. If you're just going to tie a bandana around your face once, that's probably not going to be super effective or using like t-shirt material, definitely nothing knit, like a scarf, a knit scarf that has huge holes in it, that is not going to be very effective. So I would not recommend doing that. But you can Google all of this, people. I just wanted to make a few quick points about what you should do and what you should not do when you're wearing a mask. Because I've been going out, you know, for walks, runs, bike rides every day. I see people just on the streets wearing masks. Um, you know, obviously we have to go to the store and, and pick up essentials at least once a week. And I just see everyone wearing masks now, but not everyone knows how to, I guess, effectively wear a mask. So if you're not used to wearing a mask, it could be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. And a lot of people are going to be constantly touching their faces. So if you're in the grocery store, and you're handling a shopping cart and you're taking items off the shelves and COVID happens to be on a surface that you touch and you're constantly adjusting your mask, don't do that. (laughs) Don't touch your face. 
when you're wearing, I mean, you shouldn't be touching your face anyways. We've all been told this, but don't be adjusting your mask because you can transfer that virus from a hard surface, put it on your mask, and you can be directly breathing in that virus. I already mentioned, you know, about your mask being moist and having to discard that. You should still constantly be sanitizing your hands, washing your hands regularly when you're wearing a mask, and you should still be staying staying six feet away from people in public. And my recommendation is that everyone does their own Google search, researches the proper ways of wearing masks, the proper type of mask to be wearing, especially if you're going to be making your own or buying a homemade mask from someone. There's YouTube videos on how to properly put on a mask. If you are one of those people who gets an N95 mask, you need to make sure it's properly fitted to your face. And you also need to know how to properly remove masks as well. I mean, in nursing school, nurses and doctors, we get trained on how to properly wear PPE, which is personal protective equipment. We know, we learn how to put it on properly, how to make sure it fits properly, how to take it off properly. And there is like a specific order that you need to do if you're gowning up in full PPE. So anyways, I just needed to say this because if I didn't, I wouldn't feel like I was doing my job as a nurse. But, um, yeah, we are going to move on from this conversation. Sorry, just real quick. I do want to say about fitting properly. Mm-hmm. Um, you do want to make sure, and I don't know if Sharon specifically said this, but you do want to make sure that it is fitting against your skin all the way around. It covers your chin, covers your nose. Uh, you don't want any gaps if you can avoid them. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you want to avoid gaps in the mask uh, and you know it's going to go through the gaps otherwise. So this is all, I actually learned a lot of stuff, but I thank you for sharing because I think that's really important. You're welcome. I actually, so now let's move on from like the seriousness. My, um, we might come back to discussion about what's happening these days, but like, yeah, let's get, let's move. Let's take a breather. I was zooming with my family. We had a, um, a zoom meeting yesterday, last night and my cousin, she is actually very immunocompromised and she went to the grocery store and she took the plastic sleeves that you put the bouquets of flowers in and she put one on each arm and went shopping Amazing, with that on. And then she like took eight of them to bring home with her because she was like, fuck this. She's like, you know, th- there's a shortage of everything. So I thought that was hilarious she went shopping with her mom and her mom was like utterly embarrassed and was like what the fuck are you doing but you know other people saw her and were like oh that's smart right i'm so impressed with her inventiveness and quick thinking i know and she was like demonstrating on the the zoom um meeting while you were zooming while we were zooming i don't even know it with the proper no no i like that one when we were zooming or this fucking app won't launch that's what i use that's what i call it a lot of times but she just like pulled you know she had the ones at home and she was like demonstrating she just pulled it off in like one full swoop and and it just came off and super easy and it was inside out so all the germs were on the inside and I was like that is pretty genius right there she is going to survive the apocalypse for sure I hope so because she's one of those people that gets sick constantly so but because of uh, that like she's resourceful enough that's I'm like genuinely blown away by that that's awesome I know we're gonna go to the stores now we're gonna see people with 
the uh, plastic bouquet covers like on their heads and arms. <laughs> right before all the shit hit the fan and I needed to get rubber gloves just to have around the house. And then I was out of masks. And so I got the last two boxes of those white generic masks and they were all individually wrapped and like this giant box of gloves. And then like the next day, nothing. Yeah, it's so hard to find stuff. Now I have I don't think those masks are going to work, <laughs> but I do know now how to better prepare them. So just tape them to your face. <laughs> As I was thinking, just ta- just staple them, like yeah. staple the sides into your face. But yeah, I was totally thinking that too. As you were saying that, I was like, shit, maybe I'll just use packing tape and like I'll, it'll hurt my face, but whatever. <laughs> and before we get on to um, kind of what we've been doing since we've been stuck in our houses so much. I want to give a shout out to 28 Mile Distilling Company, which is in Highwood, Illinois, who we actually found a bottle of their hand sanitizer um, when we, well, actually when Spencer ran to the store today. It's really cool. It's like a, a glass bottle. It kind of looks like a bottle of vinegar, but it's um, 80% alcohol, which the CDC actually re- recommends that if you use a hand sanitizer, I can't talk right now. If you use a hand sanitizer that it contains a minimum of 60% alcohol. So this has 80%. So it's effective. They're also donating hand sanitizer. Why can't I say hand sanitizer? They're donating hand sanitizers to local police and fire departments and also possibly some nursing homes if they have enough. But right now they're in super high demand and they actually, I think, had to cut six members of their staff when this all started and then they decided like, no, we need to do something to help people. And so they ended up making hand hand sanitizer and now it's in super high demand and now they might need to add to their staff just to keep up with the demand. So fucking yeah, go 28 mile distilling company. And I know a lot of other breweries and distilling companies now are, they're all like throwing their hats into the ring and, and being like, no, we all need to like step up and help out and help each other, which is like the one I I should say very heartwarming, positive thing that has come out of this horrible, horrible, uh, pandemic is just seeing how much goodness there is in the world because we forget that a lot of times we do I, te- Th- that's amazing te- oh sorry. sorry it's yeah we we can't like wave at each other there's no uh eye contact or facial contact to be like hey bitch stop talking I need to say something so sorry we might be interrupting each other a lot but Mindy go ahead I was just gonna say that again that I'm blown away that's amazing but also it's not only protecting people, the product they're making is not only protecting people, but oh my God, they're creating jobs, y'all. Yeah. And they said that when this is, you know, over, if it's ever completely over, obviously this is going to be a disease or a virus that's around forever, even after we manage it and get it under control. Even after April. Sorry. (laughs) They, they want to keep doing this. They want to make this part of their, um, their ongoing production which I think is great because you know what the more prepared we are for the next fucking pandemic the better we will add a link to their website in the episode description and also I will post a photo on Instagram and tag them in it all right so this is kind of the first time except for when I um very safely dropped a microphone off at your house the other day. Yeah, very we safely. Saw, we saw each other from like 10 feet apart. 
and you know briefly talked we haven't like talked at all so what the fuck have you been doing <laughs> besides <laughs> besides working from home we're not talking about work at all I don't know we're care not about work but what else have you been up to sleeping and then not sleeping when I got some new tech toys this week uh I got an apple watch which I have not had it a day yet so I it, right now I'm indifferent and slightly dismayed which in a week once I have everything figured out and like set up it'll be the greatest thing ever but right now I'm just irritated. Um, I have been watching a lot of uh, Travel Channel and reality TV crime stuff. Uh, our boyfriend, Robert England, has a new TV show out right now on the History Channel called True Terror with Robert England. Um, and honestly, it's a little bit, in like, content-wise, it's kind of like Lore, that podcast, but it, with all due respect to Aaron Mankey, because I love lore, they did a, a little series uh, for Amazon Prime with lore, and I'm not super crazy about it. But Robert England's uh, show talks about various historical ghost stories or weird shit that's happened in the U.S. from like throughout history and its reenactments. But like, it's well done, and he's a fantastic narrator. Like really good, and he's looking pretty good for himself because I don't know he's getting up there. So that's been really exciting, and I'm glad like just to see him anytime. So like I'm glad he has a freaking show on every week. So Travel Channel, I want to say Wednesday nights, maybe check that out. I would give it a look. Yeah, that's been really fun, Sharon. What about a few other things too? But Sharon, what have you been doing? Yeah, we've been watching a lot of shit on TV. Um, I've been trying to get out side of the house at least every day to either go for a run or a walk or a bike ride. Um, and I usually stick to the middle of the street so that I'm not near anyone. Um, because I'm also immunocompromised and I don't feel safe, <laughs> like being near people. So it's yeah. It's bad enough that she has to be near me. Uh, yeah. Well, Spencer just kind of smells, but <laughs> <laughs> I think he's safe. That's nice that you're bike riding, but in my neighborhood, people are still acting a little asshole-ish. I'm not going to say exactly where I live, but I couldn't ride in the middle of the street on my bike is all I'm going to say. Um, so I'm kind of staying home for a while unless I absolutely have to go out because people are idiots. <laughs> but that's awesome, though, that you got a bike. I want to see it in person someday. She's pretty. I got to uh, pick a name for her. I just need other ways to get out of the house. We're, I mean... Spencer and I and two cats are stuck in like 900 square feet. Maybe less than that, actually. Less than, yeah, less than 900 square feet for... Uh, it's been two weeks. 23 hours a day together, except for like the times when we go out to like, you know, yep. for a walk or whatever. So I I need that. We don't have any sort of outdoor space or whatever to being in a, a condo without any outdoor space. Yeah, it's hard. And I have to, I would go outside, but like there are families in my neighborhood and kids are gross. And like for some reason where I live, because the sun's out, they're like, oh, that must mean that the shelter in place is up. And like yesterday you could hear kids like screaming and usually like I'm like, oh, kids are playing. Yay. And yesterday I was like, are you serious? Shut up <laughs> and go back home. But who knows how long it's going to be before they reopen stuff. You You need to stay healthy, like working out. It helps your immune system. 
and it's just good for your mental health as well. Literally uh, a block away from our house, a new bike store just opened a month ago and we we're like, shit, that's a horrible, this is a horrible time for any new business to open. I was like, well, let's just go over there and check it out. And we ended up going over there and uh, ended up buying a bike from him. And Both so, of us. Yeah, Spencer did too. He Ooh. had an old shitty bike um, that he took over there to get fixed up. And then him and I went on a bike ride and it, it, yeah. <laughs> It was too old and too shitty. Even even a tune-up was like, he was like, no. I don't feel comfortable on this bike. His taint was raw. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the guy at the shop took one look at it and was like, I'm not fixing this piece of shit for you. <laughs> no, he actually fixed it up and it looks really good. And it's for sale if anyone wants to buy it now because we're just like, no, we can't. Aww. It was just, it, it's good if you want to go like a couple blocks, I guess. But <laughs> if you're, if you want to get a workout and just really go far, this is not the bike for you. So like, don't go on like any, you know, bike trails out in the woods or nothing on Spencer's bike. No, which saying? is what we did, which is what we did. Oh my God. And then Spencer's like, oh my God, we had a switch. He's like, I'm my, my taint is dying. <laughs> and that's not exactly what I said, but you know, close I enough. might be ad libbing a little bit. Right, Sharon just likes to say taint. That's I a, do. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I did notice Sharon that while I appreciated your mask uh, educational session, you did say uh, damp and moist, which are like <laughs> I like my skin just crawled I know. instantly, and I was like, you did that on purpose, didn't you? But it is. It I did true. not. But if I really wanted to fuck with you, I would have been like, if your mask gets. <laughs> damp and moist (laughs) a lot of people hate that word you need to throw it away because a moist mask oh come on so actually though maybe (laughs) maybe like everybody should buy a bunch of like like always pads and like reverse tape them to their face i don't know if they'd be able to breathe but (laughs) they collect moisture yeah they do oh my god the blue stuff I'm troubleshooting out loud here, people. Work with me. All right. Let's get back to what we've been watching. So So we both watched Zombieland Double Tap. Yeah, we did. And what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I thought that it was very fun. And I really love those characters. And I think that's what made the first movie so good. So like getting to spend more time with them was just in general very fun. But I honestly think that the opening credits and the ending scenes, the credit scenes alone were worth the ticket price, which is kind of impressive because that's a total of maybe 20 minutes in the movie. The rest of it was good and fun and whatever, but like they had some killer no pun intended moments that i i screamed a few times from glee which is something that i would never say but it was true i i enjoyed it quite a bit i do like the first one better overall in terms of like content wise but i still i had a blast i loved it i agree you guys yeah we both liked it we both i think liked the first one better but yeah this was a lot of fun and the ending with bill murray was i was gonna say i didn't know (laughs) if i should say anything but like i think everyone who's a fan of this movie knows that he was gonna be in the second one. so i didn't and somebody my my colleague at work hey what's up molly um because she listens uh she texted me and was like text me when you're done with the movie but i mean like done like with the movie like the credits are done and I was like oh okay post credit scene cool 
I should have seen it coming. I don't know why I didn't, but at first I was like, wait, what is happening? And then, and I'm not, I, I don't want to, I feel like I don't want to talk about it, but the more it progressed and then the Caddyshack song came on and I like damn near lost my mind. Like I was laughing so hard. I just, it, and you know that Bill Murray was like, you don't even have to fucking pay me. I will do this myself. Like it was amazing. <laughs> and, and then the opening scene with them in slow-mo going where are we gonna go and the camera rolls up and they're in front of the white house and then fucking master of puppets comes on and they're like slow-mo sexy like shooting the fucking zombies oh my god it was so good i heard that they actually tried to get that song for the first movie but couldn't afford it or oh. when they wouldn't let them have permission or, but then they got it for the second one that's awesome i, I yeah i i really liked it and um I actually used the phrase murried in a, a sentence with my mom. Also, shout out to Rosario Dawson. I fucking love her. She's a badass. This movie's obviously been out for a while, but we are just getting around to watching it. So yeah, that's why we're talking about it now. Um, so I don't think you've watched this one yet, but we watched Color Out of Space. Did you see that yet? I have not, but I do have... You need to watch it. I have... Because um, I want to talk about it with you. Well, I have... And I need to a, rewatch it. Sorry, I will stop interrupting you. Sorry. <laughs> I should... I will stop doing that because I could hear that you were talking and I keep thinking we're in a, the same... You both fucked up real good there. That's all right. There's the, This is like no different than when we're recording live. We constantly talk over each other. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, I uh, have a, a feline friend who watched uh, Color Out of Space. Um, a feline friend? I do. And she and her human had some things to say about it, which I may post as members only content on Patreon. The fuck are you talking about? Your, your pussy watched it? No. Aww. my. Uh, well, you'll see. I'll maybe do an Instagram post and you'll see. But she, but so I All haven't right. seen it, but her human is a big Lovecraft fan and did see it. And he had, he said it was okay, but he like is one of those people that like, I asked him if he has a photo graphic memory and he said no but i don't believe him like he knows his shit about lovecraft so he was like it was this that and the other but he was like just you know i don't know he's kind of he, he said it was interesting basically so i'm curious to hear what you guys thought well so i spencer you actually did read the story right Mm -mm, no oh no i found it i found it but i only read like the first paragraph i never actually got around to finishing it which one's the one that we talked about in our upcoming 2020 movies that's not because i thought it wasn't a story exactly but it was based off of some of his work no there there i think there was at least probably three of the movies that we talked about in our upcoming <laughs> 2020 horror movie episode that were either based on a lovecraft <laughs> story or um loosely based or or reminiscent of something that hp lovecraft wrote but this one is actually a uh because spencer emailed oh yeah it's directly based yeah. on he emailed me the the story which i have not read so i went into this cold knowing absolutely nothing other Ooh, than i love Nicolas it cage was in it yeah and i fucking loved it and okay. Yeah, I, I honestly really, really want to watch it again just because I think I need to... Uh, I had to let it digest for a little bit. And now knowing what happens, I think I need to do a rewatch. So yeah, you should watch it so we can actually discuss it. Damn it. I was just about to say, oh my God, we should watch it. I'll come over. Fuck. 
I can't. All right. Maybe no, we can, can't. Maybe we can watch it together like over Skype or something so we can react together. I'm trying to find the post from my that human. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because this is a movie that you kind of need to just, I think, watch and like focus on. I don't want to be distracted by having uh, Skype and me I, I just, is what you're saying uh yeah that's no 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 I'm talking about Skype Mindy I don't want to be distracted by Skype mm-hmm. not you but I, I get it no, no I, I hear you <laughs> speaking of Nicolas Cage movies not horror related at all but Spencer and I watched Moonstruck yay what'd you think Moonstruck was not at all what I expected it was going to be I don't what did you think Spencer uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really what I expected. Uh, sort of, not totally. I had seen some clips. I think when I was younger. I don't think I ever watched the whole movie. Um, but yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I really liked it, but I also thought it was more of like a, a drama. I don't know. It was mm. way more silly. Yes, and, ridic- yeah. and ridiculous than I thought it would be. Because you know, it's like this Oscar winning movie or Oscar nominated. I don't even know what. Well, it's- that's what she won for. That's what she okay. That's what she won for. Because I that's the thing is I've always said I and it's like whatever if that's your thing fine but I'm just not a romantic comedies person except for Moonstruck because that's it's actually technically I think considered a romantic comedy but like my parents and I quote that movie that's like just part of how we talk to each other every day. (laughs) Mm. That's kind of weird. Well, I'll be saying something to my mom and it's like a long story and then I'll stop and like she'll turn to my dad and be like, what's wrong, Bob? That's my dad's name. And he'll be like, I'm confused. And I won't explain what that <laughs> means because I think everyone needs to see this movie because I just love it. It's it's smartly written. I think the cast is ridiculously awesome. I'm glad. I'm so glad you guys saw it. Like, because it's a classic in my house and it's just, yeah. I do love it. I think it's wonderful. It's still not my favorite Nicolas Cage. Like I think um, Wild at Heart. Well, the, well, yeah. This is how it originally came up because I was right. like Wild at Heart is my favorite Nicolas. Like to me, Nicolas Cage in that movie is so Nick Cage. But when you add the um, the levels of like violence with the levels of like romanticism that he shows to to Lula and just between like the the scenes where he's like committing these horrible violent acts and then he's like singing love me tender yeah it just oh my god that movie just that's one of my all-time favorites but he's just so perfect I never took that into account in his performance in that movie which is weird because like my jam is sort of like that contrast between like what, well, what David Lynch does, like the beauty of the small town Americana and like the worst nightmare possible. And that's such a great example. I don't know why I never thought of it like that, but you're right. But I, I'm sorry, the whole, I lost my head. I lost my, bra-. like, I love Nick Cage. He's a little bit more like an actual actor, like a good one in Moonstruck. I feel like, like mm-hmm. he, but he also does the crazy shit really well. And then like Wild at Heart is this weird balance of the two that he does kind of master. You're right. Like that's all right. I, I get it. I see it. Yeah, I like it. I'm th- rethinking it. Maybe equal with Moonstruck <laughs> for me. I'm glad you saw it because it's a family favorite. My mom will be so happy. Yeah, we needed a break from like all the fucking crazy shit. And I was like, all right, I just can't do another night of true crime or horror because 
shit's depressing enough. I was like, let's do an 80s night. I'm like, let's look at 80s comedies. So I like uh, did a Google search of best 80s comedies and Moonstruck came up. Really? I was like, fuck. I was like, Mindy has been telling us to watch this movie forever. I'm like, all right, we're watching Moonstruck. And then right after that, we watched Desperately Seeking Susan, which I don't even know how that came up in conversation, but somehow it did after Moonstruck. I think no, I think it was just on the list, and I was like, "Oh, desperately seeking Susan." This and was, I had never seen it. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, well, we're fucking watching it now. <laughs> we're watching it now, or we're getting a divorce. You choose." <laughs> I was like, "Let me put on my fucking jelly bracelets." <laughs> right? I actually that movie. I don't. I feel like it wasn't very well received, but I love that movie. I want to watch it now, like right now. This is the first time I've watched it as a um, adult. A real adult? How did that work say. out? <laughs> it, I, you know what? I never truly appreciated it. Really? Okay, good. I thought you were going to say it was terrible. <laughs> no, it totally lived. You know what? Good. It totally lived up to what my memories of it were and then some. Great. And also Spencer's probably, he was laughing at me the entire time because every time Madonna came on the screen and did something like the scene where she's like blow drying her pits uh-huh. in the bathroom. I was like, she's so fucking cool, dude. And- she's so cool, man. She's like running down the boardwalk on the car, like kissing her boyfriend. I'm like, that's just so fucking cool, man. Yeah. Like she's so fucking cool. <laughs> she is. I, I, and that's why I love that movie. Like when I was younger, I mean, we both did. And you, you, Obviously, we both, I think, at some point dressed up as Madonna for Halloween. I'll have to find my pictures. Oh, and my picture is currently on the Instagram. It is, and it's awesome. <laughs> I think I might have done it a different year from yours, but I'm missing a photo album that might be in storage. So we'll get back to, well, I'll report back. But I'm glad it held up because sometimes those movies, like it breaks your heart a little when they don't. And speaking of movies that you've revisited as an adult, I don't know how old we were when we watched it, but we were young. And uh, my mom just rewatched an 80s favorite of ours. And I was like, you know what? I really want to rewatch that, too. And I did. And the sa- I had the same exact reaction. It was better. Also, I thought, I think we might have missed our calling, Sharon. But I rewatched, appropriately enough, April Fool's Day from the 80s with, I'm totally blanking on her name, basically the chick from Valley Girl, the lead, with Nick Cage. Deborah Foreman. Thank you, yes. But Nick Cage is the love interest in that. It comes full circle, baby. In Valley Girl. Yeah. In Valley Girl. Yeah, not in April Sorry. Fools. Sorry. Yeah, not yes. in April Fools. But, you know, yes, as an adult, you'd appreciate things a little bit more and you get things a little differently than you did when you were little. But I was like, this movie totally fucking holds up and I loved it every second of it. Oh, it's so good. Agree. That's one of my favorite 80s movies. And I said to Spencer on the 31st, I was like, we, get, we have to watch April Fool's Day tomorrow. But we um, started watching American Horror Story 1984 and we got so sucked into it that on April 1st, totally forgot (laughs) that we talked about watching April Fool's Day and we just continued watching uh, 1984. Really quick, before you start talking about 1984, I just I feel like I need to give an explanation here because you've been I know you've said like, oh, well, like you've watched other American Horror Stories and I'm like, fuck. No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I thought you watched like Hotel or something. But then before now. We're watching Hotel currently. No. Okay. Yeah. When American Horror Story first started, I was like, this is right up my alley. 
I'm going to fucking love this show. And I watched like the first three episodes of the first season and for some reason did not get into it. Never, ever fucking watched another episode until Hotel. I watched the very first episode and then did not continue it. That was it. So I've seen like four total episodes of American Horror Story. Completely forgot that 1984 was something that I was like, oh, I actually might really, really like this episode or this season because I'm obsessed with the 80s. Which is season nine for those who care. And I was like, oh shit, I totally forgot that this was a thing. And I was like, this is going to be the next thing I watched. And we started it and we just binged it completely. Um, it was so fucking good. But what, I'm sorry, what were you going to say about American Horror Story? Just before you go any, because I do actually want to hear about it because I might actually watch try this one but i just need to put a disclaimer out there that my my problem is as a person i I think ryan murphy is probably a wonderful person lovely whatever has takes care of his pets whatever but like i can't i'm done i can't with him he it just it who ryan murphy the show's creator ryan murphy throws shit at the wall and whatever sticks the studios will literally just let him do whether it makes sense or not. A lot of his stuff tends to go on way longer than it should, and I can't. I don't have the patience. So wait, does he abuse animals? What? Why did you mention his pets? <laughs> I said he's probably a lovely person, and like in real life, he probably feeds his pets gourmet foods. Oh, like okay. I don't. I'm kind of done with his work as an artist. Um, however, I do follow follow Billy Lord, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter, on Instagram, and I think she was mm-hmm. was she on Hotel because I know she's in the new one because she was talking she, about it. So far, we only have three episodes left of Hotel, and uh, she is not in it. Okay, no, but she's in she's in 1984. Yeah, but yeah. she's a, she's one of the main people in 1984. And I did and- have that reaction where I was like, maybe this is the one that I will actually give a shot because I've had enough time away from ryan murphy's content but yeah i don't know much about what's his name ryan ryan murphy (laughs) but 1984 was recommended by one of our instagram followers pacific northwest vegan uh rose shout out to you thank you so much for the recommendation because this was on my list of things to watch and then i completely fucking forgot that this show even existed but mindy i think you need to watch this ASAP if you don't have anything else that you're wanting to binge because it combines like basically all the 80s mm-hmm. horror movie tropes with some 80s uh serial killers like Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez is actually one of the main characters okay. in the season. I don't want to hear too and much. It has an amazing soundtrack and that's all I'm going to say. And the actor that plays Richard Ramirez looks exactly fucking like him and we're so we're watching hotel right now we have three episodes left i like hotel but not as much as 1984 and richard ramirez is actually in hotel as well is uh eileen warnos and jeffrey dahmer and uh john wayne gacy and i think there's one more uh serial killer that's in it I can't remember, but the actor that plays Richard Ramirez in Hotel does not look anything like Richard Ramirez, and they did a really fucking good job in season nine because it's almost uncanny (laughs) how much they look alike. 
Um, that's awesome. And honestly, like you, so you recommended the TV show version of of uh, Scream, which I was like, what, really? Mm. And I, as you well know, I watched like. 10 minutes and I was like freakishly texting Sharon like oh my god I love this I'm freaking out uh, so I'll watch I, I I feel like I need to like do another caveat while I'm done with Ryan Murphy's art he um does do a lot for equality and for women and for people in the lesbian gay by I'm sorry I don't there's a lot of initials and LGBTQ thank you I'm not very good with acronyms um he's a good he does good things in the world so in that respect Mm -hmm. I do very much like him I just this is maybe me making this up in my head but he gets really big awesome people to work with him and I kind of feel like and again, maybe this is me interjecting like my own fantasy into reality, but I think he, cause he knows that like he can just get money and do whatever the fuck he wants. He uses that to then employ like Jessica Lang, who is a huge actress, but like hasn't done much in a while and then came back to mm-hmm. American Horror Story or like, you know, Kathy Bates, Lady Gaga. Yes, exactly. Or like give Billy Lord, who I think should be working more than she does, like a huge role or reference things from the 80s that like everybody should watch you know like it well horror wise you know what i'm trying to say so he's a good person i don't mean to offend but i will uh i'll i think i'll check it out because you you did me right with scream so uh i i trust it's very similar to scream i think Uh, well in certain in certain aspects it's completely different in many other ways i think the overall feeling that i had watching this the last time I've watched a show that gave me that same feeling was Scream, but also because you're also an 80s lover like me, just the fucking soundtrack alone. And I'm sorry, one of the best lines of the season is, you mean I don't get to kill Debbie Gibson? <laughs> yeah, I was at work one day and randomly my phone goes off and Sharon texts me just, just like that because I knew she was watching it at the time. Like, that's really funny and partly offended because I loved Debbie Gibson when I was, like, eight or nine. I still kind of love her today. I'm not going to lie. Although I haven't listened to her new stuff. So I was like, hey, wait. Okay, that's pretty funny. All right. I'll give you that one. All right. What else are you watching? (laughs) You're like, shut up about Debbie Gibson, Melinda. All right. So, Mindy, your homework assignment is to watch American Horror Story. Accepted. 1984. And... I know both of us have finished The Outsider, so I'm not sure if we discussed our final impressions of it. I think I did a post about it on Instagram, Yeah. but what was your final impression of The Outsider? Loved it. As a whole, loved it? Yeah, yep. I, I actually really like the ending, too. Like, I was very satisfied. I th- I'm pretty sure, well, I mean, no, I shouldn't say I'm pretty sure. I always cry at everything, but I did cry <laughs> at the very end. I thought it was great. Not all, but a lot of his endings for me are a little weaker yes. than the, sto- the story's um, beginnings and middles. And I kind of felt this way as a whole I loved The Outsider. I did think, as a lot of people um, have been talking about, that the beginning of the series was way better than the ending. I definitely agree with that. And if you have not finished the series, I would definitely watch the credits of the very, very last episode. Yes, make sure you do that. But I feel like that they did that well, too, because like they didn't give people enough time to walk away like... Just watch it. But I was just really quickly going to add, I agree with you about Stephen King's endings, but 
for the outsider, it I didn't I do definitely like the beginning better than the ending, mm-hmm. but I also feel like it was more of a whole picture kind of thing. So, but I would actually say that I was very delighted by how much I enjoyed the ending. I was not let down as I normally am by his. It didn't blow my socks off, but I I did like it. It hit the right notes for me. And like I said, I sobbed like a baby. And then that ending scene happened. Um, so, but yeah, I I actually felt like this was one of his lesser letdown at the ending ones. I don't know how to say that, but I really enjoyed. So one of our listeners, Alexander Campo. What's up, Alexander? He recommended the show Mr. Mercedes to oh. us, which I've never heard of, but it's another Stephen King book. And it's actually part of a trilogy. But the character Holly Gibney, which is played by Cynthia Erivo yes. in The Outsider, she's in Mr. Mercedes as well. So She's in a few. Yeah, well, she might be in that trilogy. I'm I'm not sure what she's in besides that because I don't read t- too much of his stuff or um, I've seen tons of his movies, but supposedly it's supposed to be really good. I don't know. Have you seen Mr. Mercedes? I have not. I have not even heard of it, actually. But is Cynthia playing her in Mr. Mercedes? No, it's actually played mm. by a completely different actress, which... Honestly, I love Cynthia Erivo so much and totally. she did such a good job as Holly Gibney that I'm probably going to be pretty biased. Yeah. Because I want to watch Mr. Mercedes. What I looked up on IMDb about Mr. Mercedes is it's a story about a psychopathic killer who drives a stolen Mercedes into a crowd and a recently retired detective tries to bring him down. So sounds interesting. It's three seasons. Um, it's kind of like near the top of my list of things to binge while you know we're all quarantining I'm, I'm probably not gonna like this Holly Gibney as much as I like Cynthia Erivo's portrayal of her agreed I kind of don't even want to watch it because I feel like I'm just gonna go in prejudgy because like in the after bits like you know after each episode like for the finale I usually don't watch that stuff because it's just like HBO jacking off kind of but like I did watch mm-hmm. the last one and when they go to interview her she's like talking about what she was thinking about for Holly's moments during uh, I won't say if some haven't finished spoilers but like some of what happens in the finale and I was like just sitting there not moving like captivated just by her talking I I just think she's rad like she's a great actress she disappears into her roles she's wonderful and she has killer fashion sense my god woman really (laughs) yeah and she can sing and she I didn't realize that she she wrote the song for Harriet. Shut, well, so basically she and um, Lupita Nyong'o, they are either Cylons or superhumans I, or both. I, they are both. They can do everything. They're and amazingly. I don't get it. Get some. Of, I love them both. Anyway, proceed. <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to conclude our um, this is technically our second hodgepodge episode our first uh, quarantine episode and we just want to thank all of you for listening and if you are able to uh, subscribe to our patreon uh, if you want to have access to early episodes or hear episode exclusives and receive cool gifts but we understand this is a really really tough time absolutely for many many people so honestly don't even fucking worry about it. Like, I feel bad even mentioning it. Um, but you should follow us on Horse Talk Horror on Instagram because it's free. And, you know, you can find links to 
um, our other streaming locations on Instagram. And you can check us out on our other social media sites on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at horsetalkhorror at gmail.com. If you want to tell us any ghost stories or you have creepy stories to share with us or you you don't want to recommend things for us to watch while we're stuck in our homes, we love hearing from you. We appreciate it. Sharon said that things are tough right now. It's not monetary, but what you could do, which we would really love, is tell people about our podcast and or write us a review on one of like your streaming service of choice. But iTunes, of course, is like the big one that everyone pays attention to. But good reviews or whatever would be great. Like that would help us so much. And because we just we want to keep making this show and we appreciate our fans. So that would be awesome. And it's also free to do so. But thank you for tuning in and listening in these times and stay safe. Good point, Mindy. And as always, thanks, thanks for getting, for getting creepy with us. <laughs> Let's try that one more time. Did, did you forget our closing line? No, I said it. And I know, but <laughs> maybe there's a delay. And as always, thanks, thanks for getting, getting creepy cre- with us. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a delay. There is because I can hear it just fine. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Trust me, I am. <laughs> But it probably because you're saying it on my end. I'm hearing you saying it a second after I'm saying it. I'm sure. So I can tell you that I'm hearing it in time, but it probably sounds awesome. All right. I'm going to take out the headphone. Okay. All right. And as always, thanks thanks for for getting getting creepy creepy with us. Sharon, you want a beer? Uh, Oh, my God.